y'all. Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Okay, so today we are talking about Season 9, Episode 1, called, I think I'm going to like it here. We made it to Season 9! <laughs> oh my god, I didn't think about that! Like, ugh, it makes it, I mean, and we're like just past half, you know? It's yeah. Like, well, I mean, a little over half. What was the halfway point? I think it was the last remember. time we were together. So like, earlier this, or earlier in season eight. Yeah, right, right, right. Or like in the middle of season eight. So we're not that much past half. But like, just for some reason to me, like season nine is like, we're in the home stretch. <laughs> you know, like, Seems like it. <laughs> we're not. But we're not, yeah. <laughs> no, we're yeah. not at all. We but, are you know. <laughs> like, having gone through the next few scripts, like things are happening that I thought happened later Oh, in for the series. sure. Yeah. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, like, we're, we're doing this now? Like, yeah. Like, that's cool, but, like, what that's are we going to do later? Like, yeah. I can't remember. I know. That's kind of, like, season eight for me a little bit, too. And then also at the same time, like, there's some characters that I'm like, dear God, when are they showing up? I swear they were here by now. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. Or, like, you know, people are, I'm not going to say who, but, like, yeah. lasting longer than yeah, I like, thought they did. And or, like, you know, people that have already croaked, like, they croaked earlier than I thought they did. I thought they lasted for longer. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so, so funny. there's that. Like, for me, like, Bobby being one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that he was, like, in season, like, 10 and 11. Yeah. Even, you know? Right, right. Like, and I was like, what in the hell? You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Not that, obviously, like, even if you're dead, you can still show up. But, like, I thought yeah. he was, like, alive. I see what you're saying. Because that's, I mean, Supernatural, the whole entire show is like, just because they're dead doesn't mean they're going to stay dead, slash, you see them somehow, you know, like, Mm -hmm. in another way. (laughs) When I watch Supernatural, um, Killian sometimes joins me, and like, depending on the episode, like, I'll let Mm -hmm. him, you know? Yeah. And um, he'll always be like, is that person going to die? And I always (laughs) say, like, not yet. Yeah. (laughs) Not in this episode. Or they already have, but see, they're back. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, they're, like, they're, they're yeah. kind of, like, I don't know if it's this episode, but, like, yeah, like, yeah or, yeah, like, maybe, like, I don't know. Literally pretty much, like, spoiler alert for everybody, everybody pretty much dies. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I say to everybody pretty much comes back. Yeah. <laughs> to an extent, you know, yeah. like, obviously, you know, not everybody all the time, and there's exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, Supernatural is very much a show of, like, they died and they came back and then maybe they died again and came back, you know, yeah, like there's right. no avoiding that. So Yeah. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> okay. So we start out in the Impala. It's nighttime. Dean is driving. Sam's in the passenger seat. Sam says, This makes no sense. I mean, how many angels fell? Hundreds? Thousands? And nobody sees anything? This is look at this. They're calling it a meteor shower. Seriously? <laughs> He is paved. Yeah. What's going on, man? And then he says, you okay? Dean says, me? Yes, I'm fine. It's just, Sam says, it's just we got a major friggin' crap fest on our hands. Yeah, tell He's me. He's like wigging out. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot of opinions about this. He's not okay. <laughs> he says, yeah, tell me about it. 
thousands of super-powered dicks touching down, and we got no idea where to start. <laughs> I feel like that's a porn somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Dean says, angels aren't our problem right now, okay? Or demons, or Metatron, or whatever the hell happened to Cass. Sam says, why? Because we hugged it out in that church, and now we're going to Disneyland? Like, what the hell, man? He's, like, having an existential crisis moment, you know? Like, yes, he is. He is not okay. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, you said it yourself. We're not going to sleep till this is done. Dean says, I know. Sam says, so? What's the problem? <laughs> Dean says, well, you. <laughs> Look, there's no easy way to say this, okay? But something happened back there in the church, and I don't know what, I don't know why. Things are happening. <laughs> he says, you're dying, Sam. And then we hear the sound of Sam's heart beating very loudly. Sam says, shut up. Uh, and then we start hearing a reoccurring beeping sound um, in time with Sam's heartbeat. And we cut to a hospital room during the day. Sam lies with his eyes closed in a hospital bed. There's a tube in his nose, and his arm is strapped to a beeping monitor. Dean is beside him, looking worried, of course. Uh, Dean turns his head to look at the TV screen in the room, which shows uh, the pictures of the falling angels. Uh, the news headline reads, Global Meteor Shower. And then we get our opening title sequence. That would be, like, okay, global media shower, though. Like, I feel like that would be so... Even with the news sources would be, like, the end is nigh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that would not be a calm situation. You right, know? <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I don't know. That wasn't realistic to me. No, not at all. <laughs> not okay. even a little. Um, so, uh, what does this say? <laughs> um... Uh, we're still in Sam's hospital room. Dean is looking at medical scans. Uh, Sam's still, you know, comatose in the bed. The doctor says, uh, the MRI shows massive internal burns affecting many of the major organs. Oxygen to the brain has been severely deprived. The coma is the result of the body doing everything in its limited power to protect itself from further harm. Dean says, this wasn't supposed to happen. The doctor says, if your brother continues on this trajectory, the machines might keep him alive, but Dean says, he'll be dead. The doctor says, technically, yes, I'm afraid so. Dean says, so there's, there's no recovery? I mean, there's no bounce back? There's no nothing? The doctor says, I'm afraid that's in God's hands now. Dean gets really pissed off. Because <laughs> he's got a complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he says, you're a doctor. You're a medical professional. You're trying to tell me that my brother's life is in God's hands. What is that supposed to be? A comfort? <laughs> the doctor says, Mr. Doherty. Dean says, no. God has nothing to do with this equation at all. The doctor says, I didn't mean. Dean says, that's not good enough. And then he walks out of the hospital room into the hallway. Um, he Having a hissy fit. Yeah. <laughs> he looks around trying to figure out, like, where the fuck he's going to go. And then he sees a sign pointing to the hospital chapel. So he goes inside and sits in a pew. Pew. <laughs> pew I've always pew. thought that word was just kind of a great word. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> Dean says, Cass, are you there? 
Sammy's hurt. He's hurt. Uh, he's hurt pretty bad. And um, I know you think I'm pissed at you, okay? But I don't care that the angels fell. So whatever you did or didn't do, like, it doesn't matter, okay? We'll work it out. Please, man. I need you here. Then Dean looks around. Uh, the chapel has six other people in it, all sitting quietly. And there is no Castiel. Dean says, screw it. Okay, listen up. This one goes out to any angel with their ears on. This is Dean Winchester, and I need your help. So we cut to a kitchen in a random house. <laughs> there is a man in a suit, uh, a woman, and two kids who are all having breakfast. Um, the man in a suit hears Dean's voice in his head say, This is Dean Winchester. And the man in the suit looks up. Dean says, And I need your help. So, clearly touched by an angel, <laughs> this one. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So, we cut to a bus stop, um, and it's like a ground... Did I write Groundhog Day bus stop? I think I meant Greyhound bus stop. I <laughs> mean... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> a bunch of people are getting off the bus. Um... We hear Dean's voice say, the deal is this Linwood Memorial Hospital and a tall, um, I think attractive man, <laughs> um, gets off the bus and pauses and kind of like looks off into the distance and he hears, brooding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he hears Dean's voice say, Randolph, New York. So we cut back to the family in the kitchen. Uh, we hear Dean's voice say, the first one who can help me gets my help in return. So the man in the suit gets up and it's leaves like, the table. Heck yeah. <laughs> yep. Doing that. Um, Dean's voice says, and you know, that ain't nothing. So the woman in the room says, honey, but the man in the suit leaves because he don't give a fuck about that He's woman. like, I'm out. Sorry, I got things <laughs> to do. Yeah. <laughs> So we cut to a field. Uh, a farmer walks rapidly across the field towards his tractor. We hear Dean's voice say, Take you for a ride on my big green tractor. <laughs> I do not know that song. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> we hear Dean's voice say, Hell, it's no secret that we haven't always seen eye to eye. And the farmer starts the tractor and drives away. We hear Dean's voice say, But you know that I am good for my word. So we cut back to the bus stop place. <laughs> uh, the tall man is still standing uh, by the bus listening. Dean says, or we hear Dean's voice say, and uh, I wouldn't be asking if I wasn't needing. So the tall man decides to get back on the bus. So we cut back to Dean uh, in the hospital chapel. He finishes his prayer and looks down and a tear falls from his eye. A single man tear. A single man tear. We've <laughs> <laughs> had that episode, right? No, we have not. Okay. So, Won't um, there's, I, you know, I, like, I don't think this is a spoiler. Like, there is a musical episode coming up. Is not in this season? season. It is not this season. Okay. It's next season. I was going to say, I don't remember what season it's in, but, but I definitely, like, like, know that it's a thing. Yeah. You know? It's actually my very favorite episode of the whole series. Um. <laughs> But, like, there's a lot of singing in that episode, you know? And, like, yeah. I'm, like, am I going to have to sing? No. Like, okay. You, I mean, 
you could do like a they sing a song about this you know like i mean the songs are hilarious and i want to i want like the lyrics to be known to like the world you you know so you don't have to sing okay yeah i've been like going back and forth like not saying that i'm like oh don't sing it but you know like oh no i do not have a good singing voice like (laughs) but yeah okay we'll see i don't know still thinking about it (laughs) okay so tall man gets back on the bus we cut back to Dean in the chapel, single man tear. Okay. Um, we cut to Sam in his hospital room. He's still in his coma. Uh, we hear Dean's voice say, look, just because you're dying doesn't mean you're... And then we, we are suddenly in Sam's, you know, head coma in the Impala. And Dean says, dead. Not yet, okay? We've jimmied ourselves out of worse. We're going to fight this. I got a plan. You just got to hang on. You hear me? Sam says, absolutely. Dean says, you think I'm lying. Sam says, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Dean says, you understand that we're not really in this car right now. We're in your head, and you're in a coma and are dying. Sam says, how do you know that? <laughs> Dean says, because I'm you, and you're you. All of this is you. Everything's <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, he says, we're in your head. Sam says, you're serious. The whole reason I stopped doing the trials was to not die. (laughs) Dean says, and the next time we see Naomi or Metatron or whoever is to blame for this, we will get some justice. But for right now, we got to fight this, man. Sam says, okay, all right, what's the plan? Dean says, I'm working on it. (laughs) Sam says, what does that mean? I'm kind of dying here, apparently. (laughs) Dean says, it means I'm working on it, all right? Sam says, the thing is... If I'm dying, and I believe you, I do, but if you're you, but you're really me, and you're the part of me that wants to fight to live, Dean says... What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dean says, yes, I have no idea what you just said, but continue. <laughs> Sam says, but if you don't have any idea how I'm supposed to fight, then am I supposed to be fighting at all? Dean says, are you serious? I'm like really <laughs> yeah. suddenly bobby is in the back seat and yay bobby hey, i mean i know this is not really bobby but you know you know it's the actor and i love yeah. him so yeah um so bobby's in the back seat and he says hell yes he's serious and if you ask me i think the kid's got a point so we cut to a forest road it's daytime we're in longmont colorado uh cass is walking down the road like the middle of the road, um, hearing ringing noises and angel voices, and he narrowly avoids being hit by a pickup uh, by throwing himself to the side of the road. The pickup screeches to a halt, and a man gets out. I was just, like, so proud of this man for, like, stopping and getting out, even though he didn't, like, actually hit the guy. Yeah, you know? just like, like, uh, yeah, to like, me, like, that like, was nice. I don't know if... Like, I think it depends on the situation where I'm at, right? Like, yeah. generally speaking, you know, like... Like, uh, I would probably, like, stop and, like, you know, look at what has happened. Like, and then maybe be like, you know, like, I'm just going to call 911 and keep on driving. Yeah, you know, like... Clearly, it, like, if I hit somebody, I wouldn't do that. Like, oh, yeah, I, no. You know, but but like, if it's, like, they're fine, be like, okay, so, like, we good what's going on but like i don't know if i would get out of my car yeah i'm not sure that's a lot of horror stories oh yeah yeah for sure (laughs) 
Um, so the man goes over to Cass and says, hey, buddy, you okay? Cass looks at his hand, which is all bloody from road rash. He says, it hurts. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. The man says, what the hell are you doing in the middle of the road like that? Cass says, I heard angels. The man He's says, like, okay. uh, how about we get you some water? <laughs> Cass says, I, uh, I don't drink water. The man says, dehydration's a real bitch up here, mister. Cass says, a phone. Do you have a phone? The man says, no signal up here. How about a lift, huh? Which, again, really nice, trusting man. I know, like, I would not be Part of me expected him to be a demon or an angel eventually, but yeah, he's just a nice man. Yep. Um, Cass says, yes, good. I would fly, but I have no wings. Not anymore. <laughs> Like, what the hell? The, yeah, man, like, the man says, right. And I don't think this guy is right. <laughs> yeah. So we cut back to Sam's hospital room. Um, inside Sam's coma dream, <laughs> Dean says, Sam wants to die, and you think he's got a point? Um, Sam says, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. We've got the window open because it's warm up here, so if you hear, like, random motor noises... Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, I was going to be like, that was not my butt. Like, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> also, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, Sam says, okay, I don't want to die. I asked if maybe I was supposed to. Dean says, shut it, Sam. <laughs> and then to Bobby, he says, you, go. Oh, and uh, before you throw me under the bus... You're welcome for the hell rescue. <laughs> Bobby says, hey, first of all, you didn't rescue Jack, halfwit. Sam did. <laughs> Second of all, Sam, you're in a coma. Now, suck as that may, sometimes that's just the way things go. <laughs> Dean says, what are you talking about? There's always a way. You taught us that. Bobby says, oh, you mean like the way one of you idiots does some bass-ackwards crazy thing to beat death, <laughs> like sell your soul? <laughs> Dean says, exactly like selling my soul. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Bobby says, yeah, like that worked so well last time. <laughs> Dean just like dismissively waves his hand at him. Sam says, enough, both of you. I can't hear myself think. Dean says, well, you're not actually buying this, are you? <laughs> Bobby says, excuse me. Are you dead? Because I am. And maybe I'm here because I'm the part of Sam that actually knows what the hell he's talking about. Dean says, well, I'm in the front seat because Sam put me here because he wants to fight. Right? So there. Yeah. Bobby suddenly appears in the front seat, smushed between Sam and Dean. Bobby says, well, that just got real uncomfortable. See ya, Dean. And Bobby puts a hand on Sam's shoulder. Dean says, Sam, don't you dare. And then we cut to a uh, forest. We're still in Sam's, like, coma brain. And it, <laughs> I wonder oh. if it's, like, some place that he knows. Like, if it's, like, Bobby's, or not Bobby, like, Rufus's cabin area or something. You know, like, I don't or know. if it's just, like, yeah. a forest, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, not that it really matters. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. So Bobby and Sam are in the forest. Um, Bobby says, yep, yep, yep. Am I right? <laughs> Sam says, honestly, Bobby, I don't know what's right. Bobby puts an arm around Sam's shoulder and says, let's walk. 
<laughs> so we t- cut to... Let us have a chat. Yes. We <laughs> Come cut, into my office. <laughs> we cut to Cass outside of a gas station. Uh, the pickup rolls up across the street and Cass gets out. Uh, the man says, hey. And he holds out some money to Cass. Um, again, nicest man alive. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Cass says, no, I can't take your money. The man says, for the phone. And a sandwich if they have one. Cass says, it's okay. I don't eat. <laughs> a young woman is watching them from the back seat of a car across the street. Um, the very nice man says, you'll figure something. Hmm? So Cass takes the money. Um, and the man says, take care, kid. And he drives away. So Cass walks past the young woman in the car to the phone outside the gas station. A biker dude is talking on the phone. Cass goes up to him and says, hang up the phone. Well, okay, bossy. (laughs) Yeah. The biker covers the phone and turns to Cass and says, excuse me? Cass says, this is an emergency. I don't want to hurt you. (laughs) The biker says, hold on to whoever's on the phone. And then to Cass, he says, sure you do. Hurt me. Cass says, I'm sorry. And then he puts two fingers on the biker's forehead, but nothing happens. Because, hey. <laughs> Cass looks perplexed and, like, grips the top of the biker's head. The biker pushes Cass's arm away and says, I'm going to finish this call. Then I'm going to stab you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. You know, yeah. like, not really, but kind of, you know, like, yeah. dude, really? <laughs> so Cass is like, okay, and he turns and walks away. <laughs> Mistake. Yeah, the young woman that was watching him from the car is um, blocking his path. The young woman says, I know you. Cass says, I don't think so. The young woman says, Castiel, we met in heaven. My name is Hale. Hale? Hale? Hale. I want to be like Hale so I can be like, Hale yeah. So like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Hale? Hale? I'm just going to call her Hale. Yeah, we'll yeah. Go with it. Okay. Cass says, you're an angel. Hale says, am I? What's an angel without its wings? So we cut to inside Sam's hospital room. He's still in a coma. Um, A woman enters. Dean, who is leaning against the window frame, stands up and says, hi, I'm just going to break the ice. Are you an angel? The woman says, sometimes I wish I were. My name is Kim Schwartz, and I'm a grief counselor here at the hospital. Dean says, right, yeah, uh, sorry, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. Well, all due respect, but uh, I'm not grieving yet. Not yet, at least, so Kim says, I'm afraid, as hard as this may be, this might be a good time to talk about the inevitable. <laughs> Dean says, look, I'm sure you're a nice person and that you mean well, but inevitable, that's fighting words where I come from. <laughs> There's always a way. Kim says, and I am a prayer Prayerful? Prayerful? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Woman who believes in miracles as much as the next, but I also know how to read an EEG, and unless you're telling me you have a direct line to those angels that you're looking for. Dean says, yeah, no, I I guess I don't, but I might have something better. I got the king of hell in my trunk. (laughs) And then Dean leaves the room. (laughs) That's the junk in his trunk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Kim says, uh, is that, I'm sorry, is that a metaphor? (laughs) So Dean walks to the Impala and knocks on the trunk. 
He says, Crowley, listen up, you son of a bitch. One for yes, two for no. You alive? There is no response. Dean says, come on, don't be a powder. And then Crowley, inside the trunk, knocks once. Dean says, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Fine. <laughs> Suddenly, the man in a suit from that random kitchen earlier um, grabs Dean by the back of the neck and holds an angel knife against his throat. Um, the man in a suit says, you prayed? Dean says, yeah, for help. The man in a suit says, yes, you'll be helping me. So um, he says, if you lie to me, Dean Winchester, I will rip your throat out. Where is Castiel? Dean says, who's asking? The man in the suit says, try every angel who was ejected from their home. Dean says, oh, oh, well, in that case, I have no clue. <laughs> The man in a suit slams Dean against the Impala's trunk twice. He raises his angel blade, but the tall man from the bus catches his arm from behind and kind of turns him around. The tall man says, easy there, brother. This young man has prayed for our assistance. Are we creatures of wrath or compassion? I would argue the latter. Depends on the angel. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> the man in a suit says, forgive me, brother. I don't recognize you. The tall man says, happy to make your reacquaintance after you disarm. The man in the suit lets go of Dean and holds up his hands and then punches the tall man. <laughs> the tall man says, come on now, is that any way to treat a brother injured in the fall? The man in his suit and the tall man fight. Uh, the angel blade falls to the ground and the man in his suit flings the tall man into a van breaking the glass window. Uh, Dean then stabs the man in the suit with the angel blade, and he dies with a blinding flash of white light. Dean says to the tall man, who are you? And the tall man, who is still leaning against the vehicle, has, he's got like blood all over his face. He says, never mind me. You're Dean Winchester. I heard your prayer, and I am here to help. And then he passes out. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> help or be helped. <laughs> yeah, Dean says... Okay. Uh, so we cut back to Cass at the gas station. He and Hale are sitting near the gas pumps. Hale says, It was a normal day, and then just dark. And then I was just falling. <laughs> How could that happen? Cass says, I don't know. Hale says, Your grace, it's gone? Cass says, I do still hear Angel Radio, though. Hale says, then you've heard them, our brothers and sisters, many still circling for vessels, most just so afraid. Cass says, there's nothing to be afraid of, I can assure you. Hale says, but heaven, there was order, there was purpose. Cass says, well, believe it or not, there may be something even better down here. Hale says, I don't understand. Cass says, there's opportunity for you. I don't understand the yeah. reference. <laughs> Uh, the others who have fallen to do finally uh, do what you would like to do, not just what you've been told. Hale says, and what would I like to do? Cass says, you tell me. If you could do anything, what would it be? Hale thinks for a moment and then says, there's a place. I built it when I was last here many years ago. A Grand Canyon. <laughs> Cass says, the Grand Canyon. Yes. Hale says, I would like to see that. Cass says, let's go see the Grand Canyon then. 
so we cut to Road some trip. yeah i know like oh, that sounds awesome um we cut to some random garage like completely unexplained i have no idea where we are we are inside a building <laughs> um the tall man wakes up on the ground he is in a circle of holy fire dean walks around outside the flames he says you want to help start with a name the tall man pauses and then says ezekiel Dean says, all right, Ezekiel, how do I know you're not hunting me or Castiel like the other angels? Ezekiel says, oh, I'm sure there are many angels who are. Many more are on their way here, most likely. Dean says, how do you know that? Ezekiel says, you put out an open prayer like that. Dean says, I must really be desperate. Ezekiel gets to his feet and says, believe it or not, some of us still do believe in our mission. And that means we believe in Castiel and you. Dean says, you said you were hurt during the fall. Ezekiel says, I was. Entangling with my brother back there did me no favors, but what strength I have left, I offer to you. So we cut back to Sam's coma dream. Uh, <laughs> Sam and Bobby are still walking through the forest. Sam says, I want to fight. I do. But I just feel like, Bobby says, like you got nothing to swing at. Like you're punching at shadows. You gotta let go of fighting and scratching and looking for loopholes, cause that ain't happening. Sam says, so, so what? I just die? <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bobby says, just die? All the good you've done? All the people you've saved? All the sacrifices you've made? You've saved the world, son. How many people can say that? How many people can say that they have left this godforsaken hunk of dirt that, uh, I wrote an extra word there, um, a much better place. <laughs> what you call dying, I call leaving a legacy. So we cut to Sam's hospital room. Um, Ezekiel puts a hand on Sam's chest. Dean says, you still able to cure things after the fall? Ezekiel says, yes, I should be, but he's so weak. Dean's phone rings and he answers. He says, who is this? Cass says, Dean. <laughs> so Sam walks out, or Dean walks out of Sam's room and into the hallway. Dean says, Cass, what the hell's going on? Cass says. The voice says I'm almost out of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That was like Cass's <laughs> finest moment. <laughs> Cass says, Metatron tricked me. It wasn't angel trials. It was a spell. I wanted you to know that. Dean says, okay, that's great, but we got ourselves a problem. Cass says, what's wrong? Dean says, Sam, he's a, they say he's dying. Cass says, what happened? Dean says, I don't know. I mean, first he was okay. And then he wasn't. <laughs> and I, have you heard my prayers? I've been praying to you all night. Cass says, Dean, Metatron, he took my grace. Dean says, what? <laughs> Cass says, don't worry about me. What are you doing for Sam? Dean says, uh, everything I can. There's actually another angel in there working on him right now. Cass says, what other angel? Dean says, uh, his name is Ezekiel. He's cool. I mean, I think he is. Cass smiles and says, Ezekiel, yes, he's a good soldier. He should be able to help until I get there. Dean says, wait, no, no, no. Hey, that is not an option. <laughs> Cass says, it might be a few days, but... Dean says, hey, Cass, listen to me. There are angels out there, okay? And they are looking for you, and they are pissed. Cass says, not all of them, Dean. Some are just looking for direction. Some are just lost. 
Dean says, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, also, you're kind of gullible, dude. You know, uh, yeah, like, right. You fall for a lot of shit. You yeah, know? <laughs> that's true. Cass says, I met one. I think I can help her, Dean. Dean says, no, Cass, I know you want to help, okay? I do, but helping angels is what got you into trouble in the first place. <laughs> now I'm begging you, for once, look out for yourself. Until we figure out what the hell is going on, trust nobody. Cass says, and do what? Just abandon them all? Dean says, damn it, Cass. You hearing yourself? There's a war on, and it's on you. There's thousands of them out there. You said you lost your grace, right? That means you're human. That means you bleed, and you eat, and you sleep, and all the things you never had to worry about before. <laughs> Cass says, I'm fine, Dean. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> I know. Like, ah, oh, jeez. Um, suddenly, there are rumbling sounds at the hospital. Dean says, whoa. <laughs> Cass says, what's going on? Dean says, I think we got more company. Look, get your ass to the bunker alone. You hear me? Cass says, Dean. Dean says, go, Cass. Cass says, Dean. But Dean hangs up and goes back into Sam's room. Uh, he says, one of yours? Ezekiel says, trying to secure a vessel. We need to move. Dean says, no. No, if we move him, he'll die. Ezekiel says, if we stay here, we could all die. So Dean picks up a whiteboard marker and draws an Enochian symbol on the walls. Uh, we cut to Cass outside the gas station. Hale says, I don't understand. I'll come with you. We can see your friend together. Cass says, it's complicated. <laughs> there could be trouble. It's, it's best if I go alone. My friend, he, he needs my help. Hale says, I need help. Cass says, you can do this, Hale. This is your chance to help people, to help yourself. I'm sorry. Cass turns away, and Hale picks up a wood board and hits him over the head. Just smack him with a two-by-four. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Cass falls to the ground unconscious. So we cut back to Sam's hospital room. And the walls and the back of the door are now covered in Enochian symbols. Dean says, as long as these are up, no angels are coming in. No one's coming out. You going to be okay with these? Ezekiel looks uncomfortable, but says, I'll manage. Uh, then there is a ringing noise that only Ezekiel seems to hear. Dean says, what? Ezekiel says, they're here. Dean says, okay, do not open this door for anybody but me. He points to Sam and then says, save him. You hear me? So Dean leaves the room and runs down the corridor as glass flies from every single window he passes. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> yep. So he pulls the fire alarm and yells, everybody out now, get out. So we cut to a car driving down a road. Um, Hale is driving, Castiel is in the passenger seat. He wakes up. Um, and definitely in pain. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be a good concussion. <laughs> yeah, right. He puts a hand to the back of his head where he got hit and finds that he is bleeding. Hale's angel knife, uh, I don't know why I put angel knife, angel blade is on her lap. Um, Hale says, you understand that I couldn't just let you leave. I'd be lost without you, Castiel. Cass says, yes, I'm beginning to see that. Like, um... Hale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hale says, it's the least I could ask of you, considering, well, this is all your fault, isn't it? Making the angels fall? So we'll drive to the Grand Canyon. 
You'll tell me more about humans, and I'll show you what I'm capable of. We're going to become more than just friends, Castiel. We're going to become one. And I was like, uh, uh, what? <laughs> uh, uh, like in what way? <laughs> like, I didn't think that's where this was going. I know, like, like, like maybe we are about to see a porno. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But Cass um, says, you want to possess me. Hale says, your vessel is strong. And she shows him like a large spreading black bruise on her shoulder. Um, she says, this one won't hold me much longer. You were right, Castile. With us together, I think I could learn to like it here. And, like, I kind of want to, like, hate her, because, like, she's being, like, a crazy psycho bitch. But, like, she's I also, get it, like, you know? <laughs> excuse me. She's also, like, I'm going to like it here on Earth only because of you, Cass. Like, that's, <laughs> that's different, you know? I mean, but because of his, like vessel though not because of him like i would assume that she would just like take try and take over yeah yeah that's true okay so we cut back to dean in the hospital hallway he uh approaches kim the grief counselor who is lying on the floor dean says hey you gotta get out of here and he helps her up he says come on come on then the farmer comes around the corner carrying an angel blade Dean says, whoa, and then to Kim, he says, stay behind me. Dean pulls out his own knife, but then Kim punches him from behind and grabs him by the throat and lifts him off the ground. Yeah, (laughs) she says, or not. (laughs) So, yeah, angel the whole time. Like, what? I don't know if she was an angel the whole time, because he just said that there was somebody, like, that was looking for a vessel. Oh, that's true. So I I'm guessing she, that. like, because when she was, like, on the ground. Yeah, she got, like, like angeled. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that. Okay, so we cut to Sam's coma forest. Um, <laughs> Sam and Bobby are still walking through the woods. Um, there's a small cabin at the end of the path. Bobby says, there it is. And Bobby stops walking. Sam continues on a few steps and then turns to face Bobby. Bobby says, everything inside you, uh, everything inside you need to... Okay, I'm going to start that over. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking... Bobby says, everything inside you need to help you on your way. No, I said that weird, but whatever, you get it. Okay. Uh, Bobby says, go on, son. I'll be waiting for you with a couple of cold ones. Suddenly, Dean stabs Bobby from behind... Bobby falls to the ground uh, with a knife sticking out of his chest, and then Bobby vanishes. Dean says, sorry, old man. Sam says, Dean, are you insane? Dean says, come on, Sammy. Bobby was the part of you that wants to die. I know it stings, but he had to go. (laughs) Sam says, no, you have to go. When are you going to realize it's over? There's nothing to fight for. Dean says, no, see, I know you don't believe that. Sam says, really? Then what's your plan, Dean? Dean says, my plan. Um, and then he punches Sam in the face, <laughs> who reels backwards. Dean says, my plan is to fight. And then he pushes Sam and hits him again. He says, my plan is to try. My plan, and then he punches Sam again and says, is to give a damn. And then he holds Sam by the front of his jacket and says, are you telling me there's nothing? Huh? You're telling me there's nothing to fight for? That there's nothing to hope for? Sam says, No. I'm telling you there is. You might not like it. You might not accept it, but it's there. 
But it's in there. It's in that house. Dean says, you know what's in that house. Now I can't help you if you ain't willing to fight for yourself. Sam says, I know. And he puts his hands on Dean's arms. Um, and Dean lets go of his jacket. Sam says, it's okay. It's what I want. So Sam pats Dean uh, twice on the cheek. Very sweetly. I thought that was sweet. And then Dean... Hey yeah. And then Dean disappears. Uh, Sam stands, like, breathing heavily for a moment, and then he walks towards the cabin. So we cut back to Dean in the hospital hallway. Uh, Kim and the farmer are dragging Dean down the corridor, which is still covered in broken glass, so... Ow! <laughs> That's some shrapnel. Yeah. That's for sure. And they just, like, drop him onto the glass. And Kim says, let me make this easy. Tell me where Castiel is, or your brother's going to wish he was dead. Dean says, yeah, good luck getting past the warding. Kim says, but we will. And the farmer breaks uh, the glass around a fire axe. And Kim pulls Dean uh, upright. She says, and when we do, I'm going to strip off all his skin, and you're going to watch. Like, okay, but, like, like, why so mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. Like, what bee got up your butt? You right? know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Dean says, bite me. So Kim punches Dean, uh, sending him flying to the ground. He groans and then laughs and then gets to his knees. Dean says, anybody ever tell you you hit like an angel? And then Kim kicks Dean. So he falls backwards and lies still. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's unconscious there or not. I don't know. Yeah. So we cut to Sam's coma cabin. <laughs> um, he pushes open the door and goes inside slowly. And Death is standing there by the fireplace looking at the flames. I mean, I like that guy. I, I don't like that guy a lot. I necessarily like what he represents all the time, but I like that guy. I know? love that guy. I was so <laughs> pleased to see him. I was like, I was like, yeah, we got Bobby. And then I was like, yeah, we got Dove. It was a good episode. <laughs> so um, he turns and looks at Sam. He says, hello, Sam. I've been waiting for you. Um, so we cut back to Sam's hospital room. The axe breaks through the door um, in the middle of an Enochian symbol. Ezekiel sits by Sam's bed. We cut to Dean in the hallway. Um, his face is all bloody, um, and he is slammed against the wall in the corridor. He slides down the wall to the floor. Um, his back is to the angels, and the farmer pulls the axe out of the door, and Dean holds up a hand. He says, okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'll tell you where Cass is. I just have one question. Kim says, ask. Dean says, if heaven is locked, then where do you go when I do this? <laughs> <laughs> and then Dean slams his hand down onto an angel banishing sigil that he's drawn on the floor with his own blood. A white light. He is pleased as punch. <laughs> he is really damn proud of himself. Yes. White light floods the corridor. Kim says, ah! <laughs> and then when the light fades, the angels are gone, so... Um, we cut to inside Sam's hospital room. Um, Dean goes in. The monitor is beeping um, much uh, louder and faster than it was before. Ezekiel is sitting by the bed with his hand to his side where he was injured. Dean says, what the hell's happening? Ezekiel says, this just started. And the warding. I'm afraid it's weaker than I thought. So Dean grabs a marker and starts crossing out the sigils on the walls. Ezekiel says, I'm sorry, Dean. 
Dean says, no, no, no. We had a deal, okay? I fight, you save. <laughs> like, this is how this is supposed to go. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Ezekiel says, and would that I could. I'm just afraid that it's too late. Dean says, are you kidding me? Are you saying there's no way to save my brother's life? Ezekiel says, no good ways, I'm afraid. Dean says, well, what are the bad ones? <laughs> like, <laughs> we gotta do something. So. Yep. He says, we're out of options here, man. Good or bad, let me hear him. Ezekiel says, I cannot promise, but there's a chance I can fix your brother from the inside. Which, again, are we watching a porn? <laughs> like, like, what's happening? Why uh, is there all these inside jokes? <laughs> I know, I'm just like, mm, that's fine. <laughs> Dean says, from the inside. So what, you're going to open him up? Ezekiel shakes his head, no. Dean says, what, possession? You want to possess Sam? Ezekiel says, I told you. Sam says, I mean Dean. <laughs> Dean says, mm -hmm. no way. Ezekiel says, understood. It's your call. Dean says, no, it's Sam's call. And there's no way in hell he'd say yes to being possessed by anything. Ezekiel says, he would rather die. Dean nods. Ezekiel gets painfully to his feet and waves a hand in front of the very loud monitor, which silences it. He says, I'll leave you two alone then. And he heads for the door. Dean says, wait, if I consider this, and I mean just consider it, I need something, man. You gotta prove to me how bad he is. Ezekiel puts a hand on Sam's forehead and he says, close your eyes. So Dean does. And Ezekiel puts his other hand on Dean's forehead. Um, so we cut to inside coma cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Death are sitting in armchairs facing each other. Um, Death, it's kind of cozy. It's <laughs> cozy. There's a fire. Yeah, it looks like a nice little place. Um, Death says, uh, I must admit, when I heard it was you, well, I had to come myself. Sam says, I bet you get off on this. <laughs> He's like, well. Yeah. <laughs> Death says, perhaps, but not in the way you assume. I consider it to be quite the honor to be collecting the likes of Sam Winchester. I try so hard not to pass judgment at times like this. Not my bag, you see, but you, well played, my boy. Sam says, I need to know one thing. Death says, yes. Sam says, if I go with you, can you promise that this time it'll be final? That if I'm dead, I stay dead. Nobody can reverse it. Nobody can deal it away. And no one else can get hurt because of me. Death says, I can promise that. Um, so back inside Sam's hospital room, Ezekiel takes his hand away from Dean's forehead. Um, I didn't mention it. I thought I did, but like, um, Ezekiel and Dean were like watching that whole scene between, oh, yeah. between, um, death and Sam. So, um, anyway, okay. Um, Ezekiel takes his hand away from Dean's forehead and Dean says, what the hell are you doing, Sam? Ezekiel says, as you can see, there's not much time. Dean says, I know. Damn it. I know. So I cut back to Cass in the car. Um, uh, Hale's still driving. Cass looks at the angel knife, uh, angel blade. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, <laughs> in Hale's lap. And he notices that she is not wearing a seatbelt. So he quickly puts his own seatbelt on. And then grabs the steering wheel and steers the car into some large concrete barriers. I thought it was trees. Oh, no. It was, like, those concrete things on the side of the road that oh. keep you from going off the road. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So it cut back to Sam's hospital room. Dean says, how will it work? 
Ezekiel um, says, mutual benefit, I suppose. I heal Sam while healing myself. Dean says, and when he's healed? Ezekiel says, I leave. It's the best of a bad situation, Dean. Dean says, even if I said yes, it doesn't mean squat. Sam will never say yes to you. Ezekiel says, but he would say yes to you. So we cut back to Cass. Um, he wakes up. He's still in the car, held in place by a seatbelt. There's a large hole in the windshield on Hale's side. <laughs> and Cass groans as he gets out of the car and walks over to Hale, whose face is covered in blood, and there's, like, huge chunks of broken glass sticking out of it. And her body is not right. Nope. <laughs> there's, there's some weird shit going like, on. Yeah. The angles that some things are, like, yeah, nope. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Cass picks up the angel blade from the ground and says, I don't want to hurt you. Uh, one of Hale's legs is bent in a direction that is not meant to go, and both of her knees are very bloody. Cass says, I didn't want to hurt any of them. I want to help you. I want to devote my life to helping you all. Hale says, do you know how ridiculous you sound? Help angels? After what you did? They don't want your help, Castiel. They want your head. Cass says, you're wrong. I'm one of you. I will never stop being one of you. Well, that, I mean, yeah, you might be one of them, but that doesn't mean they're going to accept you. Yeah. you know, like. Hale says, don't you get it? Together, I can protect you, Castiel. Cass says, I don't need your, I don't want your protection. And then he turns and walks away. Hale yells after him. If you leave me here in this broken girl, I swear it, Castiel, I will tell them where you are. And they will hurt you. Until their last breath, they will seek revenge on the angel that did this. Who destroyed heaven. Cass says, stop. As he kind of walks towards her, Hale says, they will seek vengeance on you that will make God striking down Lucifer seem like child's play. Uh, which I kind of doubt, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there is that many of them, then okay, sure, maybe, but like also, yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Cass says, stop it. Hale says, I will go on Angel Radio and tell them everything unless you open your heart and say yes. So, Castile stabs her in the chest with the angel blade. <laughs> it's like, well, we're going to quit this while we're not ahead. Yep. You know? <laughs> White light shines from her mouth and eyes and the knife wound as she dies. So, they cut back to Sam's coma cabin. Um, Death stands up. He says, it's time, Sam. Shall we? So, Sam stands up to follow him. And suddenly, Dean is there. Dean says, hold on. Sam says, Dean. Dean says, it's Okay. And to death, Dean says, I uh, would have brought cronuts, but time is short. So <laughs> <laughs> death nods and says, by all means. <laughs> Sam says, what's going on? Dean says, I found a plan. Sam says, it's too late. I'm going. Dean says, no, no, no. Listen to me. Sam says, why are you even here? I'm not fighting this anymore. Dean says, you have to fight this. I can fix this, okay? But not if you shut me out. To death, he says, it's not his time. Death says, that's for Sam to decide. Dean says, Sam, listen to me. I made you a promise in that church. You and me. Come whatever. Well, hell, if this ain't whatever. <laughs> but you gotta let me in, man. You gotta let me help. There ain't no me if there ain't no you. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> uh, Sam looks at death and then back to Dean. And he says, what do I do? Dean says, is that a yes? Sam looks at death again, and back to Dean, and Sam says, 
Yes. Sam, or Dean says, come on. And he puts a hand on Sam's shoulder and morphs into Ezekiel. Sam looks alarmed. Death does not look alarmed. <laughs> and, um, I mean, he's probably seen some weird shit over his years. Yeah, yeah. right. I want to know if Death knew that was Ezekiel the whole time and not actually Dean. Probably. Probably, yeah. So, uh, white light floods the room. And then we cut to Sam's hospital room. Um, a doctor comes inside the room and sees the Enochian sigils on the wall. Um, Ezekiel, uh, vessel, his vessel, um, not actually the angel, is <laughs> laying on the bed. The doctor says, who are you? What the hell is going on here? And Ezekiel's vessel says, I have no idea. Let <laughs> me cut to outside the hospital. Uh, Sam and Dean are walking away. Dean says, so how's it looking there? And Ezekiel in Sam's body says, not good. There is much work to be done. Dean says, yeah, but he's going to wake up, right? Ezekiel says, he will. Dean says, so what he does, what is he going to feel you inside? Like triaging his spleen? <laughs> Ezekiel says, he will not feel me. No, there's no reason for Sam to know that I'm here at all. Dean says, you're joking. No, this is, this is too big. Ezekiel says, and what will he do if you tell him he is possessed by an angel? Dean says, well, he'll have to understand. <laughs> it's like, um, but that's not how that works. I know. <laughs> Ezekiel says, and if he does not, without his acceptance, Sam can eject me at any time, especially with me so weak. And if Sam does eject me, he will die. Dean says, then we keep it a secret for now. Or until Sam's well enough that he doesn't need an angelic pacemaker, mm -hmm. or I find a way to tell him. I, um, as for him being in the hospital, I'll have to figure something out. Ezekiel says, I can erase it all, if you like. He will not remember any of this. So we cut to a laundromat at night. Uh, Cass, with his face and clothes bloody, goes inside. Uh, there's a woman with, an old woman with, like, white hair taking clothes out of a dryer, but otherwise the place is empty. Um, Cass puts quarters on top of the washing machine, and he takes off his trench coat, he takes off his suit jacket. Oh, this is where we get the porno. <laughs> He's in it. <laughs> He's in his undies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he takes off his shirt and pants <laughs> and puts everything he's taken off into the washing machine and stands there in his boxers and bare feet. Um, I was just like, when I first saw this, I was like, thank you. <laughs> I'm fine with this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I wanted the whole time. Um, so he puts a coin into the slot in the machine, but pauses as he sees a vending machine across the room. Um, a sign on the side reads, for a better wash, do not overload the machines. I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> he takes uh, the coin back out of the slot in the machine and looks undecided as he stares at all the food in the vending machine. And he looks down at his bloody clothes in the washing machine. And then at a basket of clothes nearby. Uh, some random clothes. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like lost and found or if that's like somebody's load that they're My coming back for. somebody's laundry. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to some time later. Um, Cass is wearing the clothes from the basket. Which part of me is like, like he's not holding his clothes. His like bloody clothes. So yeah. like he has left his trench coat. Yeah. In that machine. And I 
just weep at that. I know. I'm like, like you left your trench coat. Yeah, like that? No, no. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so he leaves the laundromat holding a bottle of water. Um, and he chugs all of it, like clearly savoring it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cut to inside the Impala. Um, Dean is driving. Sam is asleep in the passenger seat. And then Sam wakes up. He says, where are we? Dean says, whoa, Sam. <laughs> Sam says, what? Dean says, okay, take, take it easy. How are you feeling? <laughs> Sam says, tired, like I slept for a week. Dean says, well, try a day. You've been out since the sky was spitting angels. Sam says, what the hell happened? Dean says, what do you remember? Sam, <laughs> I'm not going to tell anything that you don't already know. Yep. Unless it's, you know, things you need to know. Exactly. <laughs> Sam says, the church, feeling like crap, the angels falling, and that's it. Dean says, but you're feeling good. Sam says, yeah. I mean, I just, um... You've been driving around with me passed out in the passenger seat for a day? Dean says, oh, I mean, I, I stopped, you know, let a few Japanese tourists take some pictures. Nobody got you, Hansy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he says, I knew, I knew you'd pull through. I meant what I said at that church. You're capable of anything, Sam. And hell, if you didn't prove me right. Sam says, good, because we got work to do. Mm-hmm. And credits. Okay, so I really only have, like, two thoughts. The first one is that Sam has, like, a serious complex about his own worth, you know? like Yes. He, he just, like, I feel like he, in certain ways sometimes he just kind of annoys me because he gives up way too easily, you know? Yeah. Like, and he's always, like, able to be talked back or whatever, but, like, dude, you know? like Yeah, well, everybody, like continues, you know, to give him shit, like, once a season, like, oh, for sure. oh you sprung Lucifer from the cage, yeah. like, you got demon blood in you, like, yeah. you, like, all this, all this stuff that he's done wrong, well, like, everybody's done stuff wrong, yeah. and everybody else isn't really getting harped on for it, like, Cass is, <laughs> well, Cass is, true, but also Cass is kind of like, okay, well, I'm just gonna try and make it right and figure it out then, instead of just like, well, I just give up, you know, yeah, right, like, I don't know, which, like, I, I get it, I get why he's like, I just, like, whatever, I'm done, you know, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, like, come on, man, you know, like, yeah. I just, I don't know, but, um, whoa. What was that? The arm moved on the chair. Oh, there's like a, there's like a button, see that silver button on the inside this, there? Yeah, like, I press that? I think so, and like, pull it towards you, or... I don't know. I don't know. There's whatever. There's like other buttons, but I don't know what they do. So maybe. Oh, I oh, hit that. Okay, that's the one. I hit that one. What's the silver one do then? I don't know. What does it do? Rotation. Eric got a fancy, <laughs> um, fancy office chair, and <laughs> Rochelle is sitting in it. And that reminds me of like a race car a little bit. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love that chair. Like a race car seat. <laughs> yep. But. Eric really wanted the black one, but it was, like, out of stock. And, like, I don't think there were, like, maybe one other color choice that, like, was not in stock. But, like, it mm-hmm. had, like, great reviews. It's a it's a big, like, sturdy chair. Yeah. Um, but it's pink. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Worst comes to worst, you could, like, put a cover over it. Well, you know, I like, asked yeah. him, like, when he was looking at it, I'm like, that's pink. Like, 
Like, like are pink, you are, are you cool with that? And he's like, yeah, I'm cool. I like pink. Like, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. He's like, I'm not taking my chair, like, to an office. Like, it's yeah. just in my home. Like, like this is like, just kind yeah. of, like, hanging out here. So, you yeah. Know. He's like, I, I like it. I'm like, yeah. uh, okay, I like it, too. Yeah, like, so. there we go. Yeah. 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 Um, what was I? Oh. I interrupted you. Sorry. Oh, no, no, you're good. I, I, I think that was pretty much it. Um, for that one, but, uh, so, also, my, uh, my only other thought was that, like, the whole, like, laundromat scene is, like, one of my, like, least favorite scenes in the whole series, because Cass is just, like, you just feel horrible for him, you know, like, yeah. he was trying to do the best he could, and then now it's just like, oh, now start literally with nothing, you know, like... I know. Do I clean the blood off my clothes to wear? Or, or do, do I, I have water? Do you know? I, yeah. Or like, you know, or food. Because at the time, you don't know if it's like he's looking for a drink or food or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you could tell it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's rough. Because I feel like... It's horrible. Most people, maybe not everybody, but most people at some point, you're like, okay, like, do I do this or do I do, like, do I, like, try and, you know do the minimum on this bill so I can, like, have this or do, you know, like, what do I, you know, like, there's, everybody's been in, like, a situation like that at some yeah, point, you know? absolutely. And it just is, like, the worst feeling ever, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, I just feel so bad for him. It's horrible. You know? Like, I know. And as much as I, like, you know, am a lech over him when his boxers, like... Oh, yeah. Like, like I mean, that's, fr- like, that's, I don't mind that, you know? <laughs> it is a very but, sad scene. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's not really going to get happier for him. Not for, for a little bit. A little yeah. bit. And I hate it. <laughs> like, he's got to um, deal with some shit, you know? Yeah. One of my yeah. least favorite scenes is, I think, in the next episode. So yeah. I will talk at length about yeah. my feelings being hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... I think I know what you were talking about. I think... I don't know if that's the next one or the one Or maybe after the one that. after. I think it's the one after that. Okay. But also, that is like, you know... Also, one of my least favorite, like, you know, just happenings, you know, in general. And, like, I don't know. I feel like this, like, the whole, like, cast being human thing is, like, like, makes me feel awful. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't like it, you know? (laughs) And it's, like, this is kind of, like, my least favorite, like, thing to happen in, like, all of Supernatural. And, like, I, yeah. it makes me feel gross. You know, like, mm-hmm. I just don't like it. Yeah. So. And it's all, like, tied in to, like, I, I don't think this is a spoiler, but it's all tied in with, like, Metatron's plot lines. And, yeah. Um, and it just. And he's, it's like, just he's a skeezy. dick. We've already figured yeah. that out. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just skeezy. Again, yeah. I love the actor, but, like, yeah. you know, what they, what they have made him do. Yeah. <laughs> is just. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I can't remember, like, if this is a whole season issue or a half a season issue. I don't remember. But, like, this, if it is, if it is a whole season thing, then I'm going to go ahead and say, like, this is my least favorite season. Yeah. And, like, at the very, I mean, it's my least favorite plot, you know, so, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I don't know. What I do want to say, are we done? Are we done talking about? Cast Metatron for a sec because I had a thought. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I want to say it before I forget it. Um, that the actor who plays Ezekiel 
Um, I love so much. <laughs> like, I just adore him. And um, he was in um, Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was, like, the biggest badass, like, <laughs> ever. For the whole thing. Like, I just love him. And we went to, I think I've said this before, but um, we went to, um, right when Battlestar was over, which I think was like 2010, mm-hmm. 11, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, we went to, um, I think it was Emerald City Comic Con um, because three of the Battlestar mm-hmm. uh, actors were there. And okay. I was like, I never met a famous person before. And I was just like, I need to do I this. gotta meet them. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is gonna be great. And it was, it was like the XO, who's like an old guy and super nice. And this guy, you know, Ezekiel, and um, another actor who played uh, the chief in Battlestar. Uh-huh. And we got there, like, as soon as possible, like, waiting in line when the doors open. Mm-hmm. So um, we go up to their tables, and there's, like, hardly any people in line because, like, it just opened, you know? Yeah. And they're just sitting there. And mm-hmm. we're in line for, like, the old guy mm-hmm. um, because he we just wanted to go, you know, in, a, in order. Down like, yeah, yeah, down the road. He was mm-hmm. first, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and... This actor who plays Ezekiel, um, what's his name? Tomo Penniket? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I think it's in the interesting facts. Okay, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but like, <laughs> he was um, sitting there and no one was in his line yet, and he was just kind of looking around and checking everything out, and like, I swear to God, he looked at me. Well, like, probably, because, like, hey, you're looking around, you're going to make eye contact with somebody. We at did some point. not make eye contact. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was made was contact with my body oh (laughs) (laughs) and i I mean he could have been like what the fuck is that girl wearing you know what i mean like it could have it could have been that you know um i was wearing like i was not cosplaying i was wearing like my cutest top you know like so like which you know most people wear like geeky t-shirts to conventions and stuff you know but i was like i'm going cute you know um but like he looked at me, and I don't know, like, in what way, but, like, yeah. like he he did not look at my face because he would have seen me looking at him as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I was just getting there staring at him, you yeah. know? And he, and he yeah, I, so I don't know. I'm not saying that he, like, checked me out or was, like, yeah. oh, you know, hot stuff or anything like just that. Like, but, like, I mean, but, like, he, he's just looking at your outfit or he whatever. Definitely, you know? yeah. like, noticed me in his brain. Yeah. And I was just, like, I can die. Like, <laughs> this is, this is, this is it for me. Like, like I peaked, you know, like, like, <laughs> I've achieved Nirvana. Like, <laughs> like, like, this is fine. And then, um, when we got to the old actor, um, to like get the autograph, I was like, uh, Eric did some talking to him and I realized that I couldn't speak. Like, I was just like, I don't know what to do. I had nothing to say. I couldn't make my mouth work. Yeah. I, Help me. Yeah, I was, like, totally, like, uh... And Eric was like, okay. What's going yeah, on? I'll, yeah. I'll do the talking. Yeah. And so then we get to Tomo's line, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I have to say something to him. Like, yeah. you know, like, I tried it out. Like, maybe I just, like, got my, like, nervousness out with that and yeah you know like i can i'm gonna say something to him because i really love this guy and you know he had just started a show called dollhouse um that was just being aired and i was like okay like i'm gonna mention like something about that you know mm-hmm. like and uh we get to him and you know she cans and introduce ourselves and 
my heart is beating like out of my chest. Like, like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. I'm like, he must be able to hear it. Like, my brain's gonna pop out of my head. Like, poop's gonna pop out of my butt. Like, like I. uh, And so I just I said something along the lines of like, like, no break between you know doing your shows. Like, that's really cool. And he said, what? And I was like, oh no, what did I say? Like, I didn't say it logic. Like, he didn't understand. Like, uh. So I, like, said it again, like, louder and slower and not, like, not, like, weirdly slow. But, yeah, you know, not I just, like, like, are you dumb? But, like, I need to slow myself down. Yeah, you know? I was like, like <laughs> clearly I just, like, what, like, just, like, shouted at him, like, <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, like, said what I needed to say, and he was like, oh, yeah, and I don't remember what he said after that. Like, Eric asked him some questions, and, yeah. you know, it was all fine, but I was like, fuck, what, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what did I do? And I walked away, and I was like, I don't think I can talk to celebrities. Like, <laughs> like this is how I figured that out, was with yeah. those Battlestar guys. So, yeah. like, I just, I can't contain my shit. Like, <laughs> and so, like, I'm when we went out. to the other guy, like, I yeah. said nothing. Yeah. Nah, I just kind of, like, stood there. I'm going to let you take care of this, and I'm yeah. going to, you know, like, you know, be present in the moment, but, like, words are not coming out of my mouth. Yeah, you know? but... <laughs> I did speak to Tamo, and I did touch him. I mean, we shook hands. That counts. That (laughs) counts, So, um, it was awesome. And even though I probably looked like an idiot, it happened. I I feel like, I think I've told my story about getting the photo up with Jensen and Jared, right? I think so. I mean, on here, I think it was after that convention. That was like a ninja harassment moment of mine. Like, when, you know, we were doing the... You know, as I asked Kelly before we went in there, I'm like, okay, or up to them, you know, and I was like, okay, like, do you want to tell them what we want to do, or do you want me to tell them what they want to do? And she was like, you should do it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, okay. You know, and so I was like, because, <laughs> you know, COVID, Corona, blah, blah, blah. So we had our little, like, Corona bottles, and we're like, we're going to be Corona, and you're going to be worried about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that was basically kind of, like, the whole thing. So I, I literally walked up to Jared, because that's who I was standing next to. So, like, Kelly and I were in the middle, and she was next to Jensen, and I was next to Jared. And I was like, okay we're going to be Corona and you're going to be worried about it. And he just immediately went to, <gasps> you know, and I was like, Oh, I need to be afraid too. Cause like <laughs> there was no like in between, like, he's like, oh, okay, like let's get the pose. Like he just immediately went to, ah, about me. And then I went, ah, <laughs> cause I was like, there was no like, okay, now we're posing thing. It was just like, he just went straight into the pose and I, in the picture, I'm just like, ah, you know, instead of me being like, hey, come hither, like I'm coronavirus, you know, like yeah. he was like, oh God. And then I was like, oh God. You know, like, <laughs> I would not um, have been able to even speak to him. So I, you did good. But he never, the thing that like, screwed me up the most was that he never broke eye contact he was just like looking at me like what are we doing and I was like this and he just went <laughs> and I'm like I don't know what to do you know like help me you know like, oh my oh god I, I could not have handled that I couldn't and, even handle uh, touching his hand so <coughs> it was no touching so like, yeah I remember it. oh yeah. but yeah when you did yeah yeah 
Like, that, I don't know. Like, to me, like, I think I probably would have been able to, like, kind of pull my shit together, but be awkward about it still. Like, Mm -hmm. if he would have, like, given me a split second to, like, like, okay, this is what we're doing now, you know? (laughs) But, I mean, which, I mean, totally is not his fault. That's just my brain going to, like, (laughs) panic mode because he looked panicked and I was just like, this is already an anxious situation and you look panicked, so therefore I gotta freak out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you did it. I didn't, you know? (laughs) I didn't. The words came out of my mouth and then it all went to shit from there. (laughs) So, like, I get your your moment. I get it. Yeah, okay. Because I was like, I'm gonna be fine. They're just people. It's good. And then I was just like, he's looking at me in my eyeballs. (laughs) What? You know? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I think for me, too, like, it was definitely kind of like, you know, you see the actors and it's like, oh, they're like real people, not just on a screen. But then, like, you go next to them and you're just like, this isn't real life. Yeah. (laughs) It can't be. Like, there's no, like, you're not real. Like, what the? Like, oh my god, you're real. You're in front of me. This is not what? And your little brain just goes, you know? Yep. (laughs) Yep. My butt also went, like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. No, I, like, purposefully, like, went right before the photo op. Like, we were... (laughs) Like, I was like, we're getting in line. Like, I'm going to go right now, and then we're going to get in line, and then I'm going to hope to God that I don't, like, just lose control of everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it ended up being fine. And, like, now that I've done it once, like, I can say that I would probably, like, I could do it again, and it would be fine. Okay. Like, but I just had to get the initial, like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Way. You know, like, now that I, like, know what to expect, I could, like, prepare myself accordingly. Yeah, not but. me. <laughs> I, I, you know, I I thought that, like, after the experience with the Battlestar guys, yeah. like, you know, maybe, like, I just, like, got that out of my system and I will be better in yeah. the future, you know? Like, yeah. now I know what to expect. You yeah. know, I've never been in that situation before. Like, mm-hmm. I can, you know, like, pull my shit together and yeah. say something coherently and, yeah. <laughs> you know, not have to, like, depend on Eric to, like, do all the talking and, you yeah. know, like, but, um, but, but, like, that time when, um, uh, I almost said Sam, but, I mean, Jared, um, <laughs> was... Uh, you know, walking, not walking, but like, you know, he, like, he was like jogging, yeah, through the, through yeah. the audience, kind yeah. of, and um, he was, why. he was, he had gone he to, that. he had gone to the, um, like, station on the side where they, like, control, like, the sounds or the lights or whatever, Something. and he had, yeah. he had gone over there to, like, show a video to have it show up on the big screen, and um, just... Yeah, or, like, a sound clip or something, or, yeah, like, yeah, 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 because I remember, like, that, there was a couple times during that convention where different actors would be like, oh, like, let me show you this, or show you this, so they'd have to, like, run over to, like, the camera, so yeah. they could, like, put it on the screen, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. do remember that now, yeah. Yeah, so he was, like, running back to the stage, but, like, a different way than he had gone, and it uh-huh. was, you know, in my aisle, Yeah. and I was like, oh, he's gonna run past me, that'll be weird. And then, um, and then everyone around me stuck their hand out and I looked at him and I realized he was like slapping everybody's hand as he walked by and I was like, oh, I should put my hand out. Like, I can handle that. I don't have to speak to him. Like, like, you know, like, like high five. Like literally like 
every like on either side of me like the people were had their hands out you know like so like he's gonna you know no big deal right so I put my hand out and like he got to me and he paused like just for like a couple seconds and I was like oh no like he's considering if he should touch me or not (laughs) and then he hit my hand and then he kept going and was fine everything's fine but like I regret it so much like (laughs) <laughs> like it See, is I don't so- remember him pausing though Because I remember like watching that it was about to happen and I'm like oh how's this going to go I was like sitting there going like oh she gets a high five You know because I was uh-huh. like the second row back Or something yeah. like that I'm like dang it You know like and I wasn't going to be the one that's like You know even though I was like one seat in Be like move so I can get in the aisle You yeah, know like, yeah. I was not going to do that And so I was like oh I'm so jealous And like high fives and stuff And yeah And then you, I just remember you turning around and looking at me And going like yeah yeah it was i thought it was gonna be fine but it wasn't so (laughs) so no i can't i can't even non-verbally touch celebrities yeah so yeah i mean there we are but it's a little bit nerve-wracking i you know i remember you had an eye contact moment with misha Oh, at the last convention, that, that was we went amazing. To. <laughs> that but there was, was no amazing. like. Was there talking? I don't remember if there. Or it was I kind remember of like a nod to like, hey, you know, sort of thing. You know, I remember no talking. Yeah, Kelly says that he said hi to us, and that we all said hi back in our various ways. I, I think, have I no recollection. I remember you saying hi to somebody and Kelly saying hi to somebody and me being oblivious as to what was happening. <laughs> like, well, that happened multiple times during that convention because <laughs> I just don't pay attention. <laughs> and, like, I remember Kelly going, that's Misha, that's Misha, and, like, all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, huh, what? What's going on? Like, not e- like, like, just looking at her going, I'm confused, you know? Like, yeah. And you guys are like, hey, sort of thing. And, like, I didn't, like, I saw, like, the side of his face and the back of his face as he was going by and did nothing because I was oblivious, you know? I have no recollection (laughs) of anything except for eye contact. I know because I've been told that... It was like a brief, like, you know, like, I don't even know if you really said anything or if it was more of just like a, hey, you know, sort of like... Yeah, like, I I remember, like, uh, like, I remember thinking, we've been having this eye contact for a really long time <laughs> and now like one of us needs to do something else like because, like, because yeah. it's getting weird and like <laughs> and so I, I think I like put my hand up and like really yeah, awkwardly like, waved little, like, at wave him and then thing, I think yeah. but like Kelly says that I did that and then I said something to him just like in a high or yeah. some, or maybe he said something first and we said something back, but like no recollection, like yeah. total like that's what blackout I memory. Yeah, yeah. That's what I remember is you like kind of doing like a half wave thing and like a, Hey, or like a really brief, like one syllable thing, you know? And yeah. then like we kind of kept going, you know? Okay. Well, yeah. Like the eye contact was glorious and never truly leaves my mind, <laughs> but like the rest of it, like, I think I blacked out. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. As long as you were like you enjoyed it, then, you know, whatever. We good. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> um so what are we talking about? I think we're on to favorite moments now. So what was your favorite moment from this episode? Hmm. Mine definitely was not the cast situation. Yeah. <laughs> um I I well, 
this isn't really like one favorite moment, but like every time it happens, I love it. Yeah. Um, and it starts to happen in this episode. It uh-huh. will happen more in future episodes, but like every time, um, Sam, um, no, every time Jared, um, turns Sam into possessed uh, by Ezekiel. Oh, just like the the acting the changes switch. that he makes in his mm-hmm. body and the way he speaks. Mm-hmm. You know, he sounds exactly like Tamo. Yeah, like like just his uh-huh. speech patterns and like yeah. it's just very impressive. Yeah. So um, I find that quite enjoyable every yeah. time. Yeah. I do like that transition that he does. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's really good at like flipping from one thing to another. Yeah, you know? it's just really impressive and like like. Tomo speaks a, in a certain, like, like, he's got a certain, like, cadence, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and Jared just nails it. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, what's your favorite moment? Um, I think my favorite moment was that death, like, you know, when he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not supposed to, like, judge or whatever, but, like, he was impressed by Sam, and, like, I kind of like that. Like, hey, listen, like, yeah. from this, like, really powerful dude, like, he is impressed with you, and not, like in a we're fighting way just in general you know like like he's just like hey like you did a good job you know oh yeah so um i remember watching that scene like this time before mm-hmm. i took the notes and um and when he's I, what does he say he says like well played mm-hmm. boy or something like that mm-hmm. and i just like burst into tears <laughs> <laughs> like dang it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah that that is a really good moment <laughs> yeah, yeah i like that one yeah um, <clears throat> ooh, my voice got all weird for a second there. Okay. Um, so our interesting facts are few, but, <laughs> yeah. um, it says this episode shares its name with a song from the musical Annie and it's, I think I'm going to like it here. Um, it says it's the start of a new intro for the now slash road so far and supernatural, which happens every season, you know, like they have the whole like oh you mean intro, like the you know, you know where they're like supernatural and there's like a yeah and, like, there's a like something happening of, like you know yeah, yeah. okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah like, every one season, season they... it's blood splatters and one season it's you know lightning kind of looking stuff yeah and, you know right yeah. right um it says sean tyson who played trucker in this episode previously <sighs> appeared in supernatural dead man's blood from 2006 also credited as trucker though likely an entirely different character <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, that the guy that, like, ran Cass off the road. Yes. But I don't know. Dead Man's Blood. I don't know what that would have, like... What was Dead Man's Blood? Oh, that's the first vampire one. That's the very first vampire one. With the Bon Jovi-looking vampire. I don't remember a trucker, though. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a clue. Um, so it says, Tomo Pennicut is another of several Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica 2004 alumni to appear on Supernatural. Um, it's just a few of the other actors include Trisha, uh, Helfer and Mark Shepard. Yep. Yeah. And I vaguely remember, Trisha Helfer was, she, she was, was, in that episode, um, I don't remember what season, but it's in the first two, mm-hmm. maybe the first she season. She was early on. Yeah. She was the one who was a ghost and didn't know it. And yes. she was, like, haunting yeah. that highway, mm-hmm. and they yeah, yeah. helped her, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. She is also amazing in Battlestar. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, she, her, 
I gotta make you watch that show. Um, <laughs> she, a lot of the time, is in this, like, the sexiest red dress you can possibly imagine. <laughs> and she, I th- yeah. think, was a model mm-hmm. before she started acting. Yeah. And, I, and that is very obvious. Yeah. Like, she is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and a lot of the time in Battlestar, she is, um, you know, just someone in someone's head. Like, yeah. not really in real life. But mm-hmm. also, she plays, like, 85 different characters yeah. <laughs> so, in that show. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think the only thing I've seen her in other than Supernatural is Lucifer. Yeah. She was fun in Lucifer. Yeah, she was a good, she was a good one in there. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's the only thing I've seen her in that I've, like, known, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know, like, she was in one episode of Supernatural, right? So, like, I didn't know that it was her until we rewatched. Yeah. You know, and I was like... Oh, you know, like, yeah, right. Although I wonder, no, that would have been then because I wouldn't have watched Supernatural then. But I do remember it being her. Mm-hmm. Now that you've said it, but yeah, yeah, I like her. Um, so it says near the end of the episode, Castiel is in the laundromat and sees a vending machine with candy and snacks. Um, on the bottom row of the vending machine is a big cat candy bar. Um, Big Cat Candy Bar was also in The Walking Dead from 2010. Uh, Jensen Ackles is a big fan of The Walking Dead comics and show. And uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played John Winchester, stars as Negan on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. I kind of like the little things they throw in like that. Yeah. Me too. But. Um. So, our research from this week, because I don't think it's really ever mentioned ever again, is about the Grand Canyon, because... <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and ghosts of the Grand Canyon. I'm not just going to read to you about rocks. Because <laughs> that's boring. Sorry. Yeah. Like, don't want to offend any geologists out there, but, oh, like, sure. not my thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and this is off of uh, DetoursAmericanWest.com, uh, and it's a, so it says... Um, ancient burial grounds, lights, and figures that appear where no trails exist, and strange screams echoing in the night. These are just a few of the spooky incidents that have been reported by numerous visitors of the Grand Canyon. Uh, This majestic national treasure is not only rich in natural beauty, but rich in ghost stories dating back to the early 1900s. Here are the most documented ghosts that have been seen and heard for many years of the Grand Canyon. The first one is The Wandering Woman. It says, when the sun is set and the trails of the canyon begin to appear dim, it's said that the wandering woman will appear walking along the rim. Uh, numerous visitors report seeing her weeping uncontrollably as her spirit wanders along the rim or down the north Kebab Trail. Kebab? Ke- I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I've never been there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I just like kebabs. I know. <laughs> I do, too. Uh, uh, and it says she's searching, she's wandering, searching for her family that was lost to her many years ago. According to the legend, she committed suicide in the lodge that was located along the North Rim in the 1920s after learning that her husband and son were killed in a hiking accident. Um, the lodge burned to the ground in 1926, but has since been rebuilt. Um, she's been seen by many employees on the North Kaibab Trail um, wearing a white robe with small flowers on it. She always has a scarf over her head. Um, it says one startled forest ranger even looked up one day to see her standing in the doorway to his quarters. <laughs> oh. Um, another young ranger uh, tells the story of hearing weeping outside his cabin one night and thought it was another ranger that received disturbing news that day. Uh, the next night, he heard the same uncontrollable weeping. 
Upon opening his door, he saw no one in sight. The next night, the same weeping made him walk outside and walk to the trailhead. Um, what he saw sent chills up his spine. A white shimmer of light, which he said um, looked like a cloak shrouding a woman, was going down the trail. He watched and listened until it went out of sight. Um, he shared his story with another ranger the next day and was told that he had seen the wandering woman. That would suck. I mean, first of all, you're a ghost, which must suck balls. But, like, you have to, like, stuck. uncontrollably weep the whole time. Like, I hate crying. I'm an ugly crier. And, like, yeah. if I have to, like, cry for eternity, like, <laughs> oh, awful. yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. I am, like, being right on the edge there. Like, no thanks. Yeah. I remember the one time that we went to, like, the Grand Canyon when I was a kid. I was, like, terrified of going anywhere near the edge. And it was windy, of course, as it is with yeah. canyons. And I was, like, convinced that if I, like, walked anywhere near the edge, that the wind was going to pick me up and that was going to be it. You know? like Yeah. And, like... I'd be afraid of that, too. I definitely, like, wouldn't, like, stop thinking about it for a while afterwards, mm. too. Like, I would have nightmares about falling off the edge of the Grand oh, Canyon. No. You know? I'm so sorry. <laughs> That I mean, sounds horrible. It was fine. Like, as a, an adult now, it would probably be okay. Just like, hey, chill out. Like, you know, just don't go too close to the edge, you know. But, like, yeah. as a kid, I was like, I'm going to die, you know. Like, yeah. So, yeah. That's that was terrifying. Fun. <laughs> um, so, the next one is The Missing Newlyweds. Um, it says, in 1928, Glenn and Bessie Hyde vanished on a honeymoon voyage through the Grand Canyon. But what exactly happened to them is still a mystery. They say Bessie wanted to be the first woman to boat through the Grand Canyon. She almost made it. Um, when the Hyde's scow was found floating upright and fully stocked in the winter of 1928, Glenn and Bessie were nowhere to be found. In those days, the Grand Canyon was a hero-making run. <clears throat> there were no commercial river trips. The rapids were the domain of seasoned explorers and professional expeditions, not honeymooners in a homemade boat. <laughs> um, yeah. Which just, like, seems like a bad idea. Like, what were you thinking you were going to get out of this, you know? Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. But anyways, um, so it says, Launching on October 20th, 1928, the Hydes made a successful run through the many major rapids um, of the Green and Colorado Rivers. Um, a month into the trip, they spent a few days restocking at Grand Canyon Village on the South Rim. Um, during that time, they talked with a reporter from the Denver Post, thinking their final destination, Needles, California, was just a few weeks away. Um, before departing civilization again, Bessie admired a girl's shoes and announced wistfully, I wonder if I'll ever wear pretty shoes again. What? Like, that's weird. Kind of a weird thing to, like, <laughs> randomly, yeah, you know. that <clears throat> suggests, you know, like, maybe you think you're not going to make it. Yeah. You know? Um, so it says, a massive search made he national headlines, but never turned up a trace of the pair. Um, did they abandon the scow and attempt the brutal hike out to the rim? Did they quarrel, as some observers claimed, and kill one another? Um, as the story unfolds, the boatman, uh, the boatmen whip up the mystery with sensational revelations. <laughs> for one, that an old woman claiming to be Bessie reappeared on the river years later. <clears throat> hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Like, I mean, anybody could just, like, walk down there and be like, ooh, I'm Bessie, just to, like, you know, mess with people. Right, like, yeah. Like, it also could be her, but, you know, whatever. What you been doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the next one is the Ghosts of the Grand Canyon Caverns. 
Um, it says the Grand Canyon Caverns were officially discovered in 1927 by Walter Peck, uh, but may have been discovered by mistake a decade earlier by a group of Hulapai tribal members. I, I don't know if I said that right. Probably not. It's okay. Um, it says uh, two bodies were found in the cave when Peck found it. Uh, they were buried in what was thought to be a hole in the ground, but was actually the entrance to the caverns. <laughs> Um, years later, in the 1970s, the then general manager, Gary Ringsby, um, was said to have hung himself in what is known as the bunkhouse. Um, both the brothers, Ringsby and Peck himself, are rumored to haunt the caverns today and have been the targets of many paranormal investigations over the years. The most popular sighting is seeing a man, believed to be the ghost of Walter Peck, at the top and the bottom of the elevator shaft, opening the doors at different times. Um, it's also been reported that the whispering sounds of the Indians can often be heard in the caverns and at night in the darkness. Like, that's kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, also, we mean Native Americans. Yeah, Native Americans. In this, they, in this article, yeah, in it this says article. that. I got it, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like... Ugh, like, a bunch of whispering voices in dark caverns at night. No freaking thanks, you know? Like... Yeah. Not... Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds scary. I like I like it. I like the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's definitely interesting, but like, would I go into these caverns? Yes. No. <laughs> yes, I would. At least not at night. Maybe during the day with enough people. Yeah. But not at night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was your idiot or aspect moment from this week? Okay, this one is like absolutely TMI. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, I, we, okay. (laughs) I'm gonna start that over. (laughs) Um, Eric and Killian and I went to our, um, like hair salon to get our hairs cut. (laughs) Hairs. Hairs, all our hairs. Not just one. I think it was, yeah, I think it was before Killian's like picture day. That makes sense to me. So I was like, you need a haircut (laughs) (laughs) before you get your picture taken. Um, so, um, we go and we we had made appointments for the three of us, but they were like one after another. Even yeah. though there's like multiple like hairstylists there, you know, yeah. like they I, and that's just the way they operate. Yeah. So that's fine, no yeah. big deal. It, there, it's you know short lengths of time for cutting all of our hair, so yeah. you know, no big yeah. deal. <laughs> um, and um, so Eric and Killian went first. Like so Killian goes, and like that's all done with. And then Eric is getting his haircut. And I was kind of on the fence, like, do I need one right now? Like, I could wait. I could yeah. get one. But, like, you know, I made an appointment. I might as well do it. Like, yeah. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so halfway through Eric's appointment, like, I start to get a stomach ache. Yeah, bubble gut. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, not really a stomach ache, more of like a like a abdominal cramping. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. I'm like, I know what this means. Like, yeah, like- I'm going to have to poop soon. Yeah, right? Like- so, I was like, there's no avoiding this. Yeah. And I'm like, crap. Like, like, what do I do? Because like, my stomach like cramps even harder. I'm like, this isn't going to be just like a, like a one logger, you know, (laughs) like this is going to be a process and like, it's going to, it's going to take a while. I can tell it's not just going to be, you know, again, one and done. Yeah. Like it's going to be like, I'm going to need to sit for a while and just let everything like spasm for a bit. Yeah. Like. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, like, this is going to take a while. And the salon did have a bathroom, but it was like one room with one toilet, Yeah, you know, and 
I mean, I, I don't want to like, you know, they have other customers. I, I don't want to take up their bathroom for the length of time that I was yeah. going to need to, yeah. you know, and like, plus like when I'm done, like everyone's going to smell it. Like, you know, like <laughs> there's, there's no hiding. There's this. no containing it. The whole place is going to smell like my butt, you yeah. know, like, I was like, this is so like, I'm. You know, now I'm like, I'm cramping, I'm cramping. I'm like, oh, God, like, I just like, what should I do? Like, (laughs) is Eric almost done? Like, (laughs) like, should I take the car and drive home real quick and then come back? Like, so I'm like, okay, I can wait. Yeah. Like, I won't get a haircut. Like, I will just, we can just go home and I can just poop my brains out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, that'll be just fine, you know? And, (laughs) and so... Eric probably took, like, ten more minutes while I'm, like, sitting there sweating. Oh, I hate that. That's and I the worst. Yeah. Like, I have to go, like, right now, but I can't, you know? Yeah, and I, you know, Killian was with me, so I didn't want to, like, be like, I'm going to go sit in the car and just, like, yeah. clench my butt cheeks, you know? Yeah. So we can wait, like, yeah. so, so we wait, you know, and um, it, you know, Eric gets done, and I'm like, it's my turn. I'm like, you know, like, I'm not feeling very good, like you know, not in a COVID way, like, no one freak out, like, you know, but, like, you know, so I think we're just gonna go home, like, I'm sorry to waste that, like, time slot for the hair appointment, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, blah, 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 and the the guy was so lovely, he was like, oh, you know, no problem, like, Mm -hmm. totally got it, like, you know, very, very nice, yeah, Yeah. so I was like, oh, thank God, so (laughs) we get to the car, and I'm like, Eric, drive fast, (laughs) fly like the wind, bullseye, Anyway, I mean, I made it home, but it was... Oh, I had to, like, unbutton my pants in the car ride home because I, like... It was, like, squeezing my stomach, and I was, like, ugh. And then um, when we got out of the car, um, I was, like, okay, like, are any of the neighbors outside? Like, because my pants are done. Like, can I just leave them undone, like, like, while I walk into my house? Like, like, and I doubt anybody's going to really notice anyway, but, you know. Oh, well, it's true. I was, like, how long is my shirt? Like, is it covering, like... Like the, yeah. the, you know, zipper area. <laughs> and so I get out of the car and like, um, our neighbors across the street, um, with their kid who Killian playdates with, like mm-hmm. they're out. Yeah. And they're all like waving at each other and waving at me. And I'm like, oh my God, like, hi, bye. Yeah. Like, Can you see my underwear right now? <laughs> I don't know. Like I have to go in the house. Maybe, like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, like, I made it. Like I got in the house. Like I didn't poop my pants. Like yeah. <laughs> it was Everything, everything worked out, but it was just, like, a whole awful experience. Yeah. And I felt stupid the whole time. Like, I mean, I don't want to blow up their bathroom. Yeah. You know what? I have blown up their bathroom before. Yeah. And it was, um, it was the day my dad was getting married, mm-hmm. uh, to his wife now. Uh-huh. Um, and I, it was like a later in the afternoon wedding, so uh-huh. um, I wanted to get my hair cut, uh-huh. and like the only time I had was like that morning, you uh-huh. know. And then I was like, "Oh, that's great! They can like curl it and make it some sort of different Something. than it is yeah. every day, you yeah. know." So, um, like halfway through my haircut, I was like, "Oh no!" Like, <laughs> oh god, I yeah. am gonna poop like right now. So I was yeah. like, "I was like, I'm sorry to like interrupt the haircut, but like, can I use your bathroom?" She's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, of course." Yeah. So I go in there. I'm in there for 20 minutes. Yeah. I come out again. The whole room smells like my ass. Like I was just like, I'm really sorry for everything. <laughs> They're probably like, you know what? Like, it ha- I can't imagine that that doesn't happen frequently. 
I'm sure it does, but I just you don't want to like, contribute. You know, <laughs> I don't want to like go in there next time and be like, "Oh, you're the pooper." You know, like, <laughs> like, uh, it's yeah. like it's gonna be a while before I come back because that place is like at at most salons and like spas and just like places like that. Like, there's generally a pretty high turnover rate. So if you wait for a few months, like, chances of it, like, of anybody there recognizing you, like kind of small you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah there's that but. you're right i mean i'm like the last like four times we've gone to get our hair done like uh-huh. it's been the same people oh okay but well i mean yeah yeah depends so. on the place but anyway i am sorry that that was a discussion about poop like, <laughs> Whatever. not that i'm afraid to talk about poop like i'll talk about Everybody poop for days poops, but like, like <laughs> but like you know we haven't really done a lot of poop talk on the podcast so I mean, some <laughs> Some. Not, not a lot, maybe, but some, Yeah, sure. so, sorry about that. <laughs> and I, you know, I can't guarantee that it's never going to happen again, so. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Like, at this point, who cares, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like we know each other well enough now. Oh, yes. And, like, the people listening kind of know us well enough now to be like, this is not out of character, you know? Like, <laughs> true. That's true. Well, it was, it was, um, upsetting experience so yeah yeah anyway what was your itchet or aspen moment um so (laughs) mine is just kind of like an ongoing thing of Maisie our new puppy Mm -hmm. terrorizing Steve oh no poor (laughs) Steve and like constantly trying to eat his poop out of the litter box (laughs) (laughs) so recently we have had to like rearrange like we don't use our dining room much unless we have people over, right? So it's not a big deal, and it's kind of, like, secluded. So we have had to, like, you know, put a baby gate awkwardly, like, propped up up there to where, like, it blocks it off. Steve can have, like, his food and his water and his litter box, and, like, we put a bed over there and, like, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So then that way he can, like have a room in the house that, like, he's not going to get terrorized, right? Yeah. But, but, like, yeah, there's been multiple times where, like, cat turds have had to be fished out of the dog's mouth somehow, oh, you know? Oh, God. And, like, she just, like, dives right in there head first, you know? Like, doesn't waste any time, is like, I'm going to go fishing real quick, you know? Oh, my god. And, like, constantly chasing him, and, like, there's been a few times where now that we've got the new gate up, she's, like chased him to the gate and can't stop herself because of the hardwood and then they both just go crashing through the gate (laughs) and it's just like oh my god you know like yeah oh man so i mean all that being said she is getting slightly better about it but like not by enough to trust her at all you know but at least there has been a couple times now also that steve has like swiped at her you know not Mm. that it like deters her that much but at least she's like oh maybe i maybe don't want to do that rather than just like i'm gonna do the thing no matter what you know (laughs) yeah right so i don't know i like i feel like there's some hope of like maybe at some point they can just like coexist and i don't have to like have her like training collar on her and be buzzing her constantly to keep her away from the cat you know like yeah so there's that. But, yeah, she's just kind of being an ass butt, you know? Like, so I've never, but she's like, a puppy, so, yeah. you know, like, go figure. But. I have, like, actually no experience <laughs> with puppies yeah. at all. And um, is that normal to, like, eat 
poop? It's a normal dog thing to, yeah, like, yeah. dig into the cat box, but, like... Do they eat their own poop or other dogs' poop? She eats... Or, or just Her cat poop, poop, the cat's poop, sometimes, like, whatever poop she finds in the yard. Like, she's just a poop eater. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is pretty gross, you know? Yeah. She's not, she's not as bad about it anymore. Like, I think... And another thing is, too, like, you know, you deworm puppies pretty frequently. Yeah. Um... Because they're just, like, getting exposed to different, like, things, and, you know, they can get worms easy and whatever, you know, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I think part of it, too, from what I've been told, granted, I don't know if this is true or not, um, is that if they have worms, they want to eat their poop more for some reason. It's, like, some sort of... I don't know if it's because, like, they're trying to get rid of the worms, but then they're just putting them back in, you know, or like, what? I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Like, do they know they have worms? I have no clue. But like, Mm -hmm. apparently that can be like a thing from what I've been told by some people that like they eat their more, their own poop more when they have worms. So whatever. So now that like she has been dewormed, you know, more since then and Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff, like she's not eating her own poop as much. She's definitely very interested in sniffing it, but like, hasn't done that and now that we've got like the cat poop out of the way like yeah (laughs) she can't do that so much but yeah it's just it's kind of been a shit show with this one I mean but that again that's a puppy and that's that is what it is like all in all I would call her an ass butt for sure but like she's still learning and that's why she's an asshole you know because she doesn't know better yet so exactly yeah there's that (laughs) well there was another moment about poop so <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Just get it all out of the way yeah. at once. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to us and our shenanigans. You can email us at idgitsandaspotspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your Idgit and Aspet moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you. <laughs>